You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what Matrix, you did! I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm coming at you with a head cold. This is Peter Garacci. This is Alex Peshera. And this is exciting. Uh, we have Diego Pimental in studio, and Diego is the one who created our artwork for the podcast. Our beautiful logo that you guys look at while you're watching or listening to this podcast. Yeah. The artist is in the building. What's up, Diego? Hey, what's up, guys? You're, our, you're our first visual artist on the podcast. <laughs> that's a pleasure, man. Thank uh, you. No, it's, I mean, the artwork is amazing. I think it's one of the things that's a real calling card for the podcast. So thank you for doing it for us. And uh, it puts us in good company because you've made the art for a lot of uh, much bigger name comedians than us. So it's nice to be in the same company as uh, having a Diego... Who have uh, you, poster. Who, I've seen a bunch, but who who have you worked with in the past? Oh best? my god, a lot. Um, who are your favorites? That's name names. <laughs> who's Frank, a, who's Frank a piece of shit? <laughs> Actually, start, who's a fucking piece of shit? <laughs> how about this? Start with uh, your least favorite. <laughs> oh, Go. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, no, I've worked with a bunch of people. I I do posters for Laughing Up Comedy Club. Shout out to those guys in Poughkeepsie, um, New York. Poughkeepsie, yeah. New York. Great club. You should check them out. Shout out to Dan, Cal, and Ian. They're good dudes. Um, I've worked with a lot of people, um, anywhere from uh, Mark Norman, Joe List, Tim Dillon. Some Kevin of my favorites. Brian, a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. List goes on. And so you're making flyers for their shows at the club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because, I mean, we talk a lot, a lot of what we talk about on this podcast, especially since we're going back to the 80s, is like w- things that have changed like in art and in the creation of art. And so it's interesting, like, you know, movies used to have hand-drawn posters. Like that oh, was That yeah, was a big absolutely. part of of movies and like even though we're you know a, a podcast is as 21st century as you can get you still had we still had to have artwork created it, like iTunes won't let you have uh, uh be on iTunes unless you have artwork that they approve and to be honest yeah. like think about I mean, it's probably good that iTunes makes you have artwork because yeah. it would look really shitty if people... Well, and not everybody has, like, you know, some people just have their name or some people just have a photo on their... on their. Yeah, some what people you... have stock photos. No, but yeah. we, like, we really wanted it to be cool and interesting, and so we had Diego create uh, a unique uh, poster for us, and it's awesome. One of these days we're going to get t-shirts made, I think. Uh, I don't know who's going to buy them. But. I know that you want to do that. I've always, every time you've brought it up, I said, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> every single time. I don't want to sell who's it. Because going to buy our t-shirt? I just want to wear it just myself. Think about, well, then, okay. Then <laughs> then we'll talk to someone that, like, we have to know someone that, that makes shirts. Like, we know the guys from Gas Digital. So we'll, we'll, or Merch Pump, whatever. And we'll be like, can we make four shirts? Because I'm not putting an order in for a hundred fucking Kill You Last shirts and then never selling them. I mean, we can give them away. Patreon. We can give them away to our Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. We can create a Patreon. If I left it on, do you, do you know how to create a Patreon? No. Yeah. That's why you're here. Alex, that's why you're here. <laughs> that's why all the decisions that know. we make are my decisions. I don't even know what mic... Someone asked me the other day what kind of microphones you use. I was like, oh, the good ones. Like, I really <laughs> don't know. You literally don't know? I have no idea. And now I'm looking at the name right now. No, nope. keep it a secret. <laughs> I'm going to forget in I can't two minutes. read it. It's upside down right now. So it is upside down. But so, Diego, I mean, as an, as an artist, as a visual artist, you picked a movie that's and a director that's very interesting. Um, Beetlejuice. Yes. So oh, yeah. talk a little bit about. I, I could tell there's there's definitely like a I, I could see an affinity to to 
Tim Burton in your in your artwork. Oh hell yeah! So talk That's a little bit about definitely. that and like what why you picked that. I know you wanted to do Ed Wood, but like yeah. we can do Ed Wood too. But like Beetlejuice, I think is is the '80s movie. It's the it's the movie that put Tim Burton on the map. So we'll we'll talk I, about both of them. But I yeah. love Ed Wood, man. I didn't yeah. know he wanted to do yeah. Ed Wood. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I've seen oh, Ed Wood actually. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, the yeah. movie Ed Wood's the one about him making Plan Nine. From yeah. Out of space. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I saw that as a kid, it was, but it was like one of yeah. my favorite movies. I mean, we up. could talk about that a little, a little bit, but sure, but yeah. we could have another episode too. Hell so yeah. either way, um, yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I will, I'll piggyback real quick off of what Peter was saying. I found uh, Diego on Instagram. Uh, and w- uh, what's the Instagram handle where your artwork uh, it's is? It's kind of confusing. It's yeah. a double underscore and then my name. It's a double underscore? Yeah, it's a double. I couldn't get the one, so I had to do a double. You had you couldn't get the one? I couldn't get the one, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So what is it? Double underscore, then your, your name? Then my name, and good luck spelling that shit. Jesus, dude. Do you want to <laughs> help them out? Can you spell it quickly? Okay, it's uh, double underscore... D i e g o p i m e n t e l. Good nice. luck. Okay, there it lives. Uh, I found your artwork on Instagram. You were doing artwork for the Stand Comedy Club, which is a club in the city, uh, one of their pop up shows. And and uh, Peter's right. It, it's 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 got a sort of Tim Burtony. Uh, I'm trying to think of another artist. I don't know. There's a vibe that it's not just a straightforward piece. There's some yeah. creepy, cryptic shit going on. Usually, yeah, I, I which mean, is why I like reached out to you. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, but like as Peter was saying, I I'm a big fan of like B-rated movie posters and basically just like ink drawings and then you color them in. A lot of shit with like um the guy who did all the Black Flag covers oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pettibon. I don't know what that is. Robert Pettibon. He's the guy that did all the oh, black oh, okay. covers and shit like that. He's just the fucking man. He's great. He did all that shit. And um, I don't know. I just, I love the black and white, um, how you can basically do references off of photography, but then you can control light and all that shit. It's right. Very boring bullshit. But, you know, uh, not know. really, man. Yeah. I mean, I, it's fascinating to me because I can't draw for shit. Well, the art is, yeah. your art is also like, and we, you know, this is what we wanted to push her like. Our, our poster looks like it's a still out of a movie, which is what we oh, want. Oh, hell yeah. And yeah. that's, I think, what's really cool about your artwork is like you're not just drawing a picture. Like it's it's almost as if you're capturing a still in the middle that's of, a, of a scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of like B movie posters because yeah. it's like it's always like a sequence. Yes. And you're just engaged in it. And you're just like, fuck yeah, I want to watch this fucking movie, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. yeah so, so. Were you a big fan of Beetlejuice growing up? Hell like, when yeah. was the first time you saw Beetlejuice? Well, I knew it came out the year after I was born, so obviously I didn't see it till I was like maybe about seven. So wait, what year is that? 80. Uh, it came out 88, so I was 88. born in 87. Okay. So when I was a kid, I basically just grew up off watching cartoons and The Simpsons and shit like that. Hell yeah. And yeah, my, my grandfather had Beetlejuice on VHS. Your grandfather. My grandfather. He just had it. Okay. I don't even think he watched it. It was still in the shrink wrap and all that shit. Oh, okay. It was just one of those things. But the cover kind of... I don't know what the cover no, of the, the VHS oh, yeah, looked like. I actually brought it. Really? Yeah. I you have the wait, VHS with you? Have you? Your grandpa's VHS? Yes. Yeah, so, rid- what the so, fuck? So he, he... That's awesome. He passed away maybe like five years ago. I mean, oh, man. Yeah, Sorry about that. Not too long ago, but when we went to his house, everybody just like... You get a little thing from you know. Yeah, yeah. Him. Oh, so and you took his beetle. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna get beetle." That is amazing. Holy shit! Can I go. see this? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Oh yeah. my god, this is this is like, <laughs> and it's in 
fairly good condition. It's pretty man. good. Well, that's the thing. I was saying he probably never fucking watched. Well, that's how grandparents do. Like, yeah. grandparents take Buddy, care of this shit. Is they put so plastic over much cooler than downloading a stupid fucking iTunes file yeah. or something. Yeah, it has all that. It's you know. it's really got a weight to it. I forgot about VHS, man. Yeah. My, my was, yeah, go on. I was gonna say my mom has all the Disney movies on VHS. Years ago, Fuck she started yeah. collecting Hell them yeah, yeah. because they would do like limited releases. Yes, and um, and I said to her, I was like, "Mom, you're not gonna be able to find a VCR." And she goes, "Oh, I have one of those too." <laughs> she bought them for her. She's like, "I'm saving them for my grandkids." But this was this was years and years ago. It's just yeah. like so in her house, she just has all the Disney movies on. And, they, and the Disney's always have like the really nice plastic case that like clips close. Oh and yeah, shit. it's like a really thick plastic yeah. case. I have I, I have remember. a couple like I don't have a VCR, but I have a couple like VHS tapes still that I just like hold on to for like memorabilia's sake. Yeah. No, it, it, there's it, it is, and again, this is another thing that comes up in this podcast a lot. The the tangible like art like this is a piece of like this is like yeah. a relic of another time. It's Dude, like, and, great and, to have. And this. they put a lot of thought into this cover. The poster and the is back, great. The yes. back is like a book, dude. It's like the back of a book. I mean, I mean, like I, I almost forgot about like all the details that go into a VHS cover. Absolutely, it's the whole packaging design. It's just this like, is yeah. so much more work than fucking uh, like a like a little thumbnail that, yeah. that that is used now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. And yeah. it's um, I love here. It's you know, it's it's labeled in orange as comedy, which it probably would have been in the VHS store, <laughs> which is like it is a comedy, but it's also like a bunch of shit. You know, like yeah. this is like not just a straightforward comedy. I so would say. Would you would you say that you saw Beetlejuice for a while and then later found out who Tim Burton was and connected the dots with the other movies, or did you were you yeah. kind of cognizant of well, Burton or? Here's the thing. So I grew up and. Got to fucking watch the movie. Obviously not in this VHS because I didn't get it till after he died. But like they would show it on Channel Eleven. It was like a Channel Eleven movie. And you grew up in New York, so that was yeah, yeah, so WB or whatever. WPIX Pick or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So they would show it, but they would show the censored version. Yeah. So then, oh, you know, shit. years later, what would they censor out? Well, it was one thing in particular. So when uh, Michael Keaton says "nice fucking model," oh okay, they, yeah. I never heard that until like. Fucking like ten years later or some shit like okay, that. Okay, yeah. all right, but that's just one. Any, it's any, one thing. Any I mean, of the visuals? They, no, they kept all that were, shit in. I think they were all there. Yeah, it was just a one cuss word, pretty much. But yeah, you pretty much just saw the. Yeah, I don't thing. think there's anything in it. I mean, God, nowadays they'd run it on the Disney Channel like at four o'clock for the oh, kids yeah. to play. Like it's so, Definitely. it's so. I, I don't know about yeah. that. It's a little. It, some of these visuals are fucking really well done, man. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> dude. I, it's pretty creepy. I watched yeah. it over and over and over again, and I well, I'm a huge Michael Keaton guy. Like, oh, Michael, he's the man. Michael he's Keaton, such an original. Dude. Michael Keaton he is, really is yeah. a big part of my child. Like my 80s was like Michael Keaton. And same here, man. If anything, like it's funny because he, he's kind of coming back, but in a different way, like in an interesting way. Like he's interesting now in a different way than he was interesting then. Like he was I mean, so he's in in like 487 movies. Well, but dude. he, but he's he, right. Am he, I right about he that? He was a huge star in the 80s, and then he kind of like. It's it's a hard transition when you're like a big star. Like you only get like a, a limited window as a huge star. Absolutely. Like yeah. there's but very few like free, like look at Will Smith. Will Smith was like the last of like the big big movie stars, and even he now is like got to play the fucking genie in Aladdin just well, to catch a, a big, break. That's a big. But movie. I know, but that's yeah. not. That's like the. It's not even the lead in the. You know what I mean? Like being a big star now, you're you're. you're it's kind of weird, but it's like. Yeah. Being the biggest, biggest, biggest of whatever you do, yeah. you kind of be, you're kind of a, not, I don't want to say a joke. You're like almost like a meme of yourself or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you but, know, you know what I mean? You know, like Will Smith, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. Like, yeah. these aren't the people that, and maybe Kanye, you can make an argument for, yeah. but like, uh, these aren't the people that like 
most audiences like truly like are obsessed with or love and respect like 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 you know like a show like Rick and Morty is loved by its fans and it's popular but it's not the most popular show. No, absolutely. You know what I'm well, saying? Because there's no like there's no monoculture anymore. It's these little yes. sub- subcultures. But the monoculture that does exist are these gigantic like Avengers or well, like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. or like uh, Will Smith is American still like American Idol and shit like that. But I think with like movies, it's just like a I don't know. There's something with like a ten year span, whether it be director or writer or anything. Yeah. I think if you're like a musician, you can reinvent yourself yes. and have. Easily. Like David Bowie is like the best example of that. He just kept doing it over and over. He's Ooh. like, all right, I get the 70s. And then the 80s come, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to just change it up and be even better. Kind so of. what's interesting about Keaton is that he, I mean, Keaton was a, a stand-up. Yes. And he yes, was like, a, yeah. he was like, he worked for like uh, Mr. Rogers in, in Pittsburgh. And then he went out to LA to get, and he was, you know, he started off like very zany, like over the top comedy. Yeah. But at the same, the same year he did Beetlejuice, he did a movie called Clean and Sober. I seen which that Which is one. an yeah, amazing performance awesome. of an addict who is forced into rehab and he ends up getting clean. And it's a great, like kind of quiet performance. It's not flashy. And it's always yeah. interesting when an actor... The thing with acting is like if the if the thing comes easy to the person, yeah. it, it's more interesting to see them do the thing that's not easy for them. Mm-hmm. So someone like Sean Penn, for example, Sean Penn is like easy being like angry and over the top. I yeah. want to see Sean Penn be like quiet and subdued. I, and Michael, <laughs> that's, Keaton, that's funny you say that. I, I hate to break uh, cut you off, but no. I I have a thing. If Sean Penn's comeback movie is if he ever portrayed Elliot Smith. That would be, oh, that yeah. would be his comeback. For See, some reason, he looks like him, and you're I think right. he could pull it off. I think he could pull it off, He's too. like the only guy that could do that. And shit. that's a movie that needs to be made. And exactly. you know what's sad yeah, is yeah. it's not going to fucking be made. No, no. Because it won't be. Not, not now. Maybe in the 90s, It would It could have been made. Yeah, well, for, well, you need to get to the bottom of the fact that his I girlfriend murdered him. Oh, he's the man. Elliot yeah. Smith? His girlfriend definitely killed him. Oh, you don't think it was suicide? He had multiple stab wounds in his belly. Oh, like, no, I he really did. doubt that. I think well, he, no, well, he, he thing, was very sad, bro. Well, yeah, but thing. it's always that guy. Did you listen to his music? Of course, I love Elliot Smith. Well, the thing is, like, he couldn't even play music anymore because yeah. his fingers wouldn't work, so yeah. all his live shows were garbage. He was oh, really? Yeah, dude, it so was really sad. Maybe the only still, rhythm he had was he had fucking... Some, Stabbing him. Wow, that's a dark joke. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Diego. <laughs> anyway, but Michael... <laughs> I'm only making assumptions. I can tell you're a comedy fan. Oh, I love comedy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Michael Keaton... Uh, no, but Michael Keaton is... I, I can't like stress how much I love Michael Keaton, but the thing with Beetlejuice is this is such an original performance it's amazing absolutely it's unfucking blue like he he ad-libbed a lot of the lines yeah like 95 percent. he's really? so yeah. like slimy and dark but like seductive in the same way there's so yes. many just great moments where he's just like these like little moments where he's just like so funny yeah and so like he uh, a performance I mean, I like this is is like how it actually makes me go, wow, acting is um, like can be amazing. Definitely. Like, like I don't even understand how someone can, can pull that out of thin well, air I think, or, or how yeah. they can get into character that much. Well, that's the thing. You know what I mean? like the introduction to his character is not till like 45 minutes right. into the fucking movie. And then once you get to see him fly out of that coffin, right. it's like a monologue. It's bonkers, It's fucking dude. crazy. And the movie, the setup is already sort of crazy. Like, no, it carries perfectly. The yeah. pacing is so fucking it's good, a, in it. it's flawless. I gotta be honest. It's, I and I feel like um, sometimes people might, excuse me. Sometimes people might think I'm lying or something because I say I like a lot of the movies, and but I've given my opinion about. Like I didn't like The Gate, the movie we did the last <laughs> last week. It was kind of a shitty movie. Uh, but but this um, this movie, man, like holy shit! I saw it for the first time last night, 
And I've obviously heard of Beetlejuice before, but holy fucking shit, this movie was like, it blew me away with how good it is. Yeah. Like and how timeless it is, like in the sense that it didn't, it's not, it didn't come across dated at all, literally yeah. at all. Uh, I didn't realize it was. It took place in what, what year? I think the eighteen hundred. It's okay. The no. 18, no, at the end they give a date. They're driving a car in the movie. All right. So then, what is that thing at the end where they're like eighteen ninety? There, there, there is a thing at the end. I where don't they, remember. We oh gotta, man, gotta look back at that. All right. Oh, no, you I'd mean stick- the, you mean the aftermath when the after uh, thing? Li- oh no. What, what is that about? I think that's just a couple of years later, or one year later, and then Lydia's coming out of the school, and then she meets up right. with everybody. I thought it said eighteen ninety. Was that crazy? I guess no, I'm crazy. I don't think so. Well, that's the thing because like the whole setup is pretty vague. Like it is a world. It doesn't specify where it takes place. Nope. The only location that specified in the movie is Saturn because when you leave the house after you're dead that's where the sandworms are because Beale just goes you ever been to San- Saturn and then he oh, goes yeah. back and he says sandworms that's the only reference of any but, location no, 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 no. To they, do, it, they do they do mention because uh, those those elites from New York they're City from New York. Yeah. Oh, they're from they're New York they're moving up yeah. yeah so this is some oh, so, they okay, don't say okay. where but it's like yeah. maybe like Connecticut, Connecticut or New Hampshire something like something that something like that oh, okay. it, there's yeah. very much and again like that's in like the details that are fun is that so you have Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, both yeah. young and kind of unknown at this time. Both playing, hot. Playing what a, a hot yo, couple. Playing dude. a couple that I had the biggest thing for Gina Davis yeah, dude. Oh, growing up. Yeah, oh man. my god. And, and by oh the way, a god. young Alec Baldwin ain't bad either. Handsome, handsome <laughs> fuck Yeah. How dude. old is Baldwin in that movie? Oh man, he's gotta be 20s. probably No, he can't be that young, dude. I mean, this was eighty eighty eight, you, you said? Know, I heard that's like thirty I, years ago. I heard he didn't even like the movie after it that's came out. Yeah, he doesn't really get to shine in this movie. Like it's good. He's good. Good in it, but it's not his movie. To he's somebody who he likes to fight with people. Yeah, he plays he he plays his role though, man. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, Yeah, but this is not like no one's like, oh wow, you know who really shines? Oh yeah, he doesn't. doesn't He's exactly thirty in this movie. But that's the thing. I think like the. All, every character in the movie shines in its own. I yeah. Mean, yeah. What I mean, I think like Beetlejuice is not necessarily the biggest antagonist of the movie. No. Nope. I think Catherine O'Hara, she O'Hara is. is such she's a cunt. She's such a cunt, but a great cunt yeah. to watch. Yeah, she is. Yeah, That's it's funny. so she's fucking a, great. She and, really is. Yeah, she's a, like a com- comedic genius. And Jeffrey yeah. Jones plays her husband, who's, yeah. who is uh, the principal in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, a lot of shit. I was trying to think where else would he was from. In He's. That Rooney, yeah, he's yeah. Ed Rooney in, in Ferris Bueller's. <laughs> he actually, uh, I think he actually went to jail for pedophilia. Yeah, what? He's had a rough couple of years. Oh, oh dude. Um, oh. Recently, he was, he was <laughs> pretty, on, pretty weird. He Wait, on, he got he got me too. No, 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 this one is this is he got he got. Like he legitimately was like a he pedophile. Got, he got, pre, he got yeah, yeah, yeah. not me, not me too. Damn. Yeah, no, 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 no. He got pre-tuned because this was years before. The and this, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. But it was recent in the sense of within the last three or four years. Jesus. Yeah. It was a weird news story update. That's I remember a being. Yeah. But either way, um, <laughs> the movie, I mean, like, do we have to give it, like, do, I guess most people have seen Beetlejuice, right, Peter? Uh, like, you're usually uh-huh. good for this gauge. We should tell yeah. the story a little bit. Like, I mean, I mean so they die in the beginning. What's and- interesting is, like, the details that don't have anything to do with the main story are so good and but so well done. So like they're, you know, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are a young couple. They live out in the country. You kind of get the feeling that maybe they move from the city and they're, you know, you know, whatever they they don't tell the, they're a real, they're a real couple. They're, they're, they're an interesting couple. It's established very quickly. They die. Um, and then all of a sudden their house is taken over by these, yeah, monster so, so, so they die, and in the beginning scene, uh, they don't really, they, they don't know what's going on because what happens is they're driving their car, 
they're they crash their car into like a barn the barn uh uh they, they go through the barn and into a river and they drown and they don't show the drowning they just show like they imply that that's going to happen and then the next scene they're in their house and they're drenching wet yeah. and it, it's like oh they i guess they survived which is like it, the movie does it really well it doesn't say what happened and you just have to assume that they survived yeah. and the way it does it you really believe the first time you're watching this and i can attest to this i really believe that they were alive because i didn't realize that this was going to be a movie about dead people i didn't know I mean, Beetlejuice that's the was... beautiful thing about it because yeah it doesn't portray death as like heaven or hell yes it's i think it's more factual than anything because like you can be a scientist or whatever and have an assumption of what it is but I think naturally that really what it is. They're, if you died in your apartment, you would just be in your apartment. Probably. They're, they're ghosts. Yeah, they're ghosts. So they want to. Yeah. But, but they don't know they're ghosts for the first like 15 minutes of yeah. the film, which is kind of funny. Yeah. 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 And it, then it, so they go, they're in the, in the like afterlife and they want to, they want to get rid of these yuppies that have. Take, so yeah, these, these taken New over York their City house. elites have moved into <laughs> their house. And, and what's her name? The actress? Uh, Catherine O'Hara. She is just uh, like the biggest asshole in the yeah. world. She wants to redesign the whole thing. <laughs> And um, and the husband's like a cuck. Like he's, a yeah, he's oh, real, yes. put, he's real yeah. put upon. And, and then yeah. the daughter's Winona Ryder, uh, and she's like all gothed out. Yeah, she's like, um, she dresses just like Yoko Ono after John Lennon died. After oh. John <laughs> yeah. Lennon died, exactly, after John Lennon, yes. Yeah, yeah. Or she's, like someone from, um, what's that other Tim Burton movie? The... Um, the the animated one, Jack Skelton. Oh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Not, yeah, the girl from that. She kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, I don't know that chick's name, but well, that is a the hat. In it's the sort of like a when, like a Wednesday. Wednesday Adams, Adams a little yeah, bit, yeah, 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 but hotter and fifteen, so it's a problem. <laughs> so, so I shouldn't have said. So that. poor Gina and Alec want to scare these people away, and but they can't, they can't do it. And it turns out the only one who can see them is Winona Ryder. She's the like daughter. in touch with like the the spiritual realm. And so they're against. They're warned against it, but they decide to summon Beetlejuice as a bio exorcist, which is a great. Just the idea of that is fucking amazing. Not so, only that is the it's the commercial that is like the commercial that sh- oh it's that so shows good. who he is. Yeah. So basically, you know? they're they're having issues and they're hiding out in their attic while this yeah. other family is living downstairs. And yeah. so they're they're like, what are we gonna do? We gotta get them out. And the TV just turns on and. Yeah. It, it's a commercial for Beetlejuice, and it's yeah. Beetlejuice dictating it. I, I don't remember. Do you remember the details of like what he's saying, or he's just advertising himself? But it's hilarious. Well, like, he's on like a fake cow, and then he's just like uh, he's got like a he's just on a cow, and then he's just he's basically just uh, selling what he does. He's like a freelance bio exorcist. Yeah, maybe like maybe that. we could pull that clip up in a little bit and and have a listen to that because sure. uh, because that some of these uh, Beetlejuice rants are just you have to hear them. He's you really he's you, so yeah. funny and like the voice he's like. M- m- modified his voice he's obviously under makeup you can't even really tell that it's michael keaton but th- i mean this was a huge movie like this put tim burton on the map it made it, it brought michael keaton into the other like the stratosphere as a star tim burton and michael keaton made batman together b- yeah. basically based on the success of this movie and that was a, I mean, that was a huge deal it basically did that the next year um and it's funny because i pretty much don't like anything else tim burton has done Really, I I like I like Edward Scissorhands. I you like, 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 like Pee Wee. I like Pee Wee. I like great. I watch Pee Wee. I watch Pee. Basically, I like his first like four or five movies. Yeah. And here's my thing with Tim Burton. It's like um, he is. Everyone's like, oh my god, he's like such a weird artist, and he's an outsider. It's like yeah. because he has like a, he wears like scarves and like funny glasses. <laughs> he's like the <laughs> ultimate insider. He's literally like Disney's guy. 
Yeah. Every movie he makes, he just made Dumbo. Like he, he no, no. What I, I'll agree with you hundred percent. I mean, I think his new shit doesn't hold up. Charlie and the Char- like everything's a remake. Well, I think every ever since he embraced like not film, just like digital. Like I don't know what you call it, but like, the opposite of film. No, the like yeah, 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 yeah. Is that yeah, what yeah. they call digital film? I guess it. No, it would. What do they? What well, do they, they call? They're, they're there is a word. Movies. No, guess, no one ca- says that though. But I know if you take stills, it's digital photography. So right. If you do a movie, it's digital film. Whatever guess, the fuck it is. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? HDR. So like, I don't yeah, know. maybe HDR. I've heard that. But the, it, I don't know. It, it lacks in quality. It's just like. I think if you shoot in film, you have more patience. You don't really know what you're getting until you develop it. There's a lot of like things you could just, you know, you could surprise yourself with that. Well, he's, I mean, he's de- he's definitely a, a visual artist, and he he, he actually uh, they had an exhibit at MoMA a couple of years ago of Tim's. I book. went to I that. went to it, it as was well. In 2009. It was really cool, yeah. and so that part I'm into. But it's just like all of these like he's remaking movies that are or don't need to be remade. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. Dumbo. You uh, can't fuck with Charlie and the Chocolate Planet of the Apes. Really like all these movies that like just Planet of the Apes bum me out big time. I actually couldn't even. I, some of these I just won't even watch. Like I don't. What, what pissed you off most about Planet of the Apes? Well, I didn't. I couldn't even watch it. Like, <laughs> there was nothing about it made me go. Oh, I really want to see that. Like I, the original is amazing. And the oh, funny no, thing, the original is great. The funny thing is they've revisited it again now, and those movies are actually pretty cool. The, the I haven't new, seen. I was just saying, Tim Burton ruined the Planet of the Apes. I don't even give a. Fuck I saw about the, the last two, and they're they're pretty good. Them. But yeah. I mean, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like I'm a huge Gene Wilder guy too. I, Johnny Depp's another one where I'm like, Ugh. Johnny Depp hasn't made a good movie since 1996. Well, you can't say that. I, I could say, yeah, I definitely agree with you with that, but Depp was the fucking man in the 90s, man. Yeah. I, I mean, he held it down. Even like, I mean, I know you're a big Michael Mann fan, and Public Enemies is like one of his best performances ever. You don't agree? <sighs> I... There was no movie. Peter just made the cuntiest face for the audience out there. That's how that's how Diego knew he didn't agree. Let's, let's put it this way: there was no movie that I was more excited and ready for, except maybe Dark Knight. But except for Public Enemies, really? It's it's Michael Mann. It's fucking yeah. gangsters. It's bank robbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christian Bale and Johnny. I was so excited for that movie, and, and it, it didn't do anything. It let for me you? down. One and one of the big letdowns of it is the yeah. is the. Well, Michael Mann is like at the forefront of digital technology. Well, that's he, the thing. That's what's so great about him because he embraces the digital culture and he does good with yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, he, Collateral is a fucking masterpiece. I mean, that was literally yeah. the first movie that was like it was like half done on digital. Well, I like directors that fuck around with digital but they know how to do it right because they've been so schooled in film for so long they're like well i know what i'm doing like sonnenberg is such a good example because he does all his movies in iphone now yeah and they're still fucking great i wanted more from public enemies and one of the problems is it, it at, maybe because of the, the, the time it was made the technology hadn't caught up it looked the, the hd did not look good for the time period okay like it's hard to get lost in like 1920 chicago yeah. when it literally looks like you you taped it on your you know your 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 phone. I don't know. I, I, I liked it for some reason. I thought the best part about Public Enemies was pretty much the sound. I mean, did you see it in the theaters? I did. The, I did. The gunshots sounded like real gunshots. Yeah, I mean there's I actually yeah. bought it and I'm like waiting to go back to it. It's the only yeah. it's the only Michael Mann movie that I've only seen once. Oh, okay. So I'm like waiting to like revisit it because I know that I'm gonna find something eventually, but my it, yeah. it's the only one where I was initially like, ugh. Got something that's not right. Something didn't sit right with me. So after Public Enemies, are you not on board with any Michael? No, Mann? Black Hat was. Awful. What about that show Luck with Dustin Hoffman? That was a good one. I started to watch it. You um, didn't finish it. 
I'm a big uh, David Milch fan too. So, oh yeah, and totally. it's funny because Milch and, and Man did not get along. That's two two. That's two like huge personalities. That's part of the beauty sometimes. Yeah, man. they were like. I, I, there's a rumor that uh, Milch like uh, went into an office with a with a baseball bat to attack. Are Michael you man. fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that show yeah. didn't really last. They're, they're doing a Deadwood movie, which I'm really excited about. That would be good because Ian McShane up. is the fucking man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wait, have you ever seen a uh, Sexy Beast? Yeah, of course. That's a good one. Ray Winstone. I love Ray Winstone. He's the man. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a Michael Mann guy. And Johnny Depp, I don't know. Johnny Depp is like, I want Johnny Depp to play a regular guy that drives a car. But he that's won't, my, dude. He fucking, that's my thing with Johnny Depp. It's like, I, I, get, I get it. He still he's a pirate. You're man. a weirdo, he's, but just be a guy. Dude, what, what about uh, Fear and Loathing? You fuck with oh, that? that was great. Come on. That was good. That was so good. You don't like Fear and Loathing? I, and you have Benicio Del Toro. By I, started, yeah. I, just, I couldn't watch. So I started it and I just turned it off. You never even finished it? I read the book. You got to give it a chance. I'll go back. Do you like the book? I love the book. There's movies yeah. that I maybe maybe that's why maybe you like the book too much. Sometimes it's it's. I saw the movie first. All right, did you see The Rum Diary? No, I, I was excited about it, and then I missed it, and then I never went back to it. All right, well, I read the book, and I loved it, and I saw The Rum Diary, and it was totally opposite of I, that's what Fear I heard. and Loathing, but it was still great if you read the book. Yeah. You know, it was there, good. There are certain movies that... Because like, it's got, like, Giovanni Ribisi, and he's a fucking killer, He's great, man. dude. He's, fucking he's like, awesome. uniquely good. He's, like, like, underrated as fuck. Oh, fuck yeah. He's awesome. I love, there's I a love weird, Giovanni There's Ribisi. a weirdness yeah. about him. I can't yeah. even... It, it, good actors, I feel like... It, for some, it's a quality where you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. But you're like, he's nailing it, and I don't know what he's doing differently, but it's just coming across. Yeah. And that's that guy for sure. There, like definitely. that scene in uh, Ted, uh, the, <laughs> where he's, oh, yeah, where he's dancing to Tiffany, <laughs> yeah. it makes the movie. Oh yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's five seconds, and it makes the <laughs> whole. Jimmy is also in Public Enemies. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. There, there's certain, and this is why yeah. I buy blu-rays and i buy books and don't necessarily read them right away there's certain things that you you know you want to have and like yeah. you might want to visit them later you know you could do that with a computer no i know but it's like <laughs> you don't certain, have to buy <laughs> there's like, there's such a fucking like he's, I know, old, I know he's old, old school man. he really is school. he loves being i old like school. physical media yeah um, i feel you no but it's you know what i mean like so there's but like the way you said it you like so you could have it later like, no, I, like some because sometimes i'll go i'll i'll like stumble upon it what, what well no I, I understand what you're saying because like I like VHS because it's, I don't know, it's not related, but you know a song is better from back in the day when you hear it on the radio yeah. than you listen to it on YouTube. Because you, you know? just happened to find it, or it's just, yeah, you tuned in and it I was on. I think that's why like you're so desensitized of shit on Netflix because you know what you want. But if you if it was just on random, if it was on cable on HBO, you're just like, fuck yeah, I'll well, watch, it's I'll Aldis, watch The Breakfast Club now or something. It's Aldous Huxley's point in Brave New World. I don't know if you, you guys have ever read that book, but um, uh, it's almost too much, too many options. Be, yes. you, be, you, you are paralyzed. You don't yeah. even really have a yeah. decision anymore. It's funny. No, that's true. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That's you guys cool. are oh, you should my, read that book. It's a, a Brave New World. Shouts yeah. out to my man, Aldous Huxley. I love that book, Who too. fucking on his deathbed requested mad LSD straight to his veins. He's the door oh. of his perception wife, His wife, who's the real ride or died bitch of all time, gave it to him. Oh, really? Hell oh, yeah, dude. Intravenously, go. famously gave him well, like, so, a fuck ton of LSD on his way he's out. He's the guy that Jim Morrison's all hung up about? I guess. A I lot don't of know. People Doors of Perception, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I read that. That was cool. Aldous Huxley yeah. is a brilliant writer. Hell like yeah. His, he, yeah. Pre he predicted a lot of stuff. Oh, dude. Like, you know how people say 1984, George Orwell kind yeah. of predicted? Yeah. No, like, it's a good book, 1984, but A Brave New World came out around the same time, like, yeah. I think in, like, the 40s, and it is so, yeah. like, 
it's so right. It nails like basically the internet. Yeah. Basically Facebook. Basically. Well, that's yeah. like that movie Network. You yes. Yeah. That? Network nailed it too. Network's amazing. They Why sh- have we not done they Network? Sh- yeah, you we'll should get do to Network. It. We'll get to it. But what you guys are talking about is something yeah. that bothers me all the time. It's like the, the lack of serendipity. Yes. And it's, we're t- like these movies mean something because you stumbled upon them, not because you were, you know, and forced I said, to watch I, them I said, for I a podcast. But I still enjoyed <laughs> well, no, no, it. No, no, I but, enjoyed it. But no, I am your serendipity. That is true. Uh, Peter is my my. my I, I say part, my forty year old this, bald serendipitous part, man. Part of the, your I'm your yes. Part yeah. of this project is the cultural education of Alex Pashera. I would say that's that. true. That's true. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like you. It, People think what people think what they want is to be able to choose what they want uh, yeah, at all times, not. and it's not true. And, uh, and it's it's a lot of pressure, and it is it's paralyzing. Too much choices is paralyzing. Absolutely, and, and yeah. things are not special because you said it exactly like finding it on the radio. I'm old enough to remember when I tried to record off the radio. Yeah, and, like you try to catch it exactly at the right moment so that you could tape record a song. And guess what? On my way over here, I bought a song. And I don't even I don't even know what songs are on my phone. You yeah, because I mean? it you it's probably not, only listen to it that one time. It's not and then special you anymore. About it. It's not yeah. special anymore. And yeah. and that's the thing about like there's. A, what song did you buy? Can you please? Tell <laughs> uh, I'm so curious. A, a, a random a random song from the '80s. Actually, love is a battlefield. You you no. could so easily get that for free on the internet. No, yeah. You waste so much money, dude. I like I'm to pay for art. looking Listen, out for you. As an art, I'm looking out for you. As an artist who wants to be paid, okay. I like to pay for art. That's uh, fair, and that's nice, and that's great. My, but you're also <laughs> broke. Like, yeah, that's true. The, my, mean, rule, my rule he is... He supports the artist, if, and my rule is, <laughs> okay. My rule is if the artist is still alive, I want to support them. If they're dead and they're like, their niece is going to get the money, then I don't I don't give that much of a shit about yeah. paying for it. Because she pirates But too. if somebody... Yeah. So fuck her. So if somebody's like selling someone's likeness for money, it's like... Like you didn't make the art, but like yeah. the artist is still alive. I want to like support yeah, that person. I hear you. But um, I Terrence Trent Darby wishing well is a song I just. Bought. How does that go? Can you? Yeah, sing can you it? sing it? <laughs> I can. Play it. Yeah, put it up to the mic. Oh, it's the most eighty snare it's ever so of all time. Oh yeah. Now how much reverbs on the snare, guys? <laughs> That's what they did in the eighties. Oh, I've heard this song. Hell yeah! Hold it right up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like touch the mic, dog. I love this fucking. There song. you go. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what I pictured. This, this is, I, is this I'll, how you? Is this how you picture yourself as you're walking down the street? I, I, in my fantasy, I live in an '80s movie. Yeah, like, yeah, the for music, sure. Music. Like, what, is, what is that one song? It's uh, Caribbean Queen. Oh, I, Billy Ocean? Are you kidding me? I love is, that Is that song. an 80s song? Are you kidding me? It's like one of the great... That, so Bill, that song, was that ever in a movie? Yeah, uh, no. So Billy Ocean's career was derailed because Michael <laughs> Jackson sued him because Why? he said that Caribbean Queen was too close to Billy Jean. Really? It's like, eh. So he did another song. That's very interesting. Uh, he did a. I don't, that would never happen now. He did know. a song. I have to listen to both. Well, I mean, it just happened to fucking Robin Thicke. I'm, well, no, I'm. First of all, that was years ago, and it was like three years ago. But that's the same longer. assumption with. Um, but that he actually yeah, those he actually two songs, the one Michael McDonald song, oh, I love and uh, "Steal the Way" by Robbie Dupree. I don't know that song. I don't even know. It's Robbie Dupree, "Steal Away," and um, "What a Fool Believes" by Michael McDonald. Oh. It's almost the same. Dun 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 dun. It's the same thing. 
So funny, move on <laughs> for a young for, for a young guy like yourself. It's Derail. funny that you bring up two guys that both have songs in big '80s movies. So Michael McDonald yeah. is in Running Running Scared, which is one of my favorite '80s movies. Okay, and then uh, Billy Ocean did a, the the theme song for um, fuck, what was it called? Uh, da, 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 Return of the Nile. So it was a it was a movie with Danny DeVito, Catherine Kathleen Turner, and Michael Douglas. It was the sequel to Romancing the Stone. I think it's called Return of the. Searching for the Nile, something like that. I gotta look it up. Well, yeah, um, but so, yeah. So Billy Ocean was like big for like a minute in the '80s, and then Michael Jackson sued him, and then he disappeared. Damn. But yeah. I like I like my my ex would like she'd be like in the other room, and she'd be like, "Oh no!" And she's like, "I hear that synth pop, and I know you're playing some '80s movie right now." But I fucking love that music. No, it's like, the best shit to listen to, especially when you're drunk for some reason. I don't know. For some I feel like that's like that's the shit that I listen to when I want to get like pumped up for something. Like, that's like, interesting. Before I go on stage, like when I'm. Like it helps me. Like, so clear- what's what's your song before you say you're at a you're about to go up? What is your go to? So I've like, I've been kind of. Um, it's funny you ask. Good no question. Ever- so I no, because I've heard that once by a comic on uh, on a podcast. They, who, who who was it? What it they was, said it was Metzger. Kurt it, Metzger. It was Metzger on uh, Race Wars. This is Kurt is ago. so fucking funny. I love Kurt. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. And he he's I, I never thought he would say this, but he said uh, Jay Dilla song. Really? Yeah, and I would. Th- I thought I was just like, that's so random. Like that's mm. fucking awesome. It's such a great song. I wish I remember. So I, there's no way for me to tell you the short version of the story. So I gotta tell oh, you this. God. I gotta tell the story. <laughs> Bear with us, Alan. Um, <laughs> so, a couple years ago, when I was really early into comedy, my friend brought me to Gotham. Okay. Just to just to go watch. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's this comedian, this guy Colin Kane, who I didn't I didn't know. Turns out the guy was like a New York guy. For, he used to like run the Lantern back in the day, and then now he's in L.A. Yeah. So I got there and I was like, oh my God, this is like, I forgot, like, this is like the dream. It's like doing Gotham on the weekend. It's nice. Like, people are on dates. It's like, I had forgotten that's what was like the goal because I'd spent all my time in like shitty basements trying to do stand up for five minutes at a time. Yeah. So at the end of the show, he's like, anybody have any questions? And I yell out, you know, what's the best part and the worst part about being on the road? He's like, oh, that's a good question. Like, what do you do? I said, I'm a comic. He goes, oh, you want to come up and tell a joke? And I was like, what? Oh, and shit. The audience, really? I never told you this story? No. See? So, well, I didn't know it was a good story. So it's always a good story. <laughs> that's so that's and the audience is like, "Oh, get up there!" So I get up on stage. And that's, he, were you scared? I, that's that's so, a terrible position to be in because I mean, not terrible, potentially amazing, but like a lot of pressure. Dude. So it's like I literally have to th- rack my brain. Can't bomb. I gotta rack my <laughs> oh, brain. No. Oh, Everyone's like, "Get up there! Get that. up there!" You just yeah. say so, the n word. All right, that's been my joke <laughs> so, the last three weeks. So, Sorry, that's you said it repeatedly. So I get on stage and he goes, "All right, you want to tell a quick joke?" And I go, "I don't really do quick jokes." He goes, "Do you want to do a minute?" And I go, uh, "Okay." Yeah. And I go, um, "I go, thanks guys for coming to my show." And of course, that immediately gets I a laugh. laugh. Yeah. And so I do my best minute at the time, and I do really well. And yeah, he like, shakes awesome. my hand, and I look at it. I was like, I'll never forget that you did this for me. He's like, he's like, no, man. I was, he goes, that was great. And wow. the audience, like, cheer people were high-fiving me. Hell, it was, that is awesome. It was an unbelievable moment. How many years ago was this? this was, now this was what year? three years ago. I was, so like 20, real, 2016? I was like real early into Do you into use any of that material now still? Uh, sometimes I, that was like my big joke and now I like kind of throw it in. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, so it's more like punched up and refined. Yeah. And yeah. And I, like I, I, I yeah. kind of believe in the Louis thing where you like take your best joke and like start with it. So, Hell or, yeah. or I actually put my best jokes in the middle sometimes just to see if I, if I can keep building on that. Dude, I saw him in Albany like maybe three months ago. Oh, really? Fucking incredible. I saw yeah, my governor's, dude, the, the show that leaked. I, mean, I heard you talk about that on his podcast. Yeah, yeah. Was I was great. there at the one, he did two in a row and it must've been the, the first one because it was slightly different than the one I heard, yeah. but I was there that night. Yeah. Um, 
So no, but the so the story continues. So we went to I was working at Tao in Midtown at the time, big like nightclub restaurant. Yeah. So we went. So I'm on, I'm high from this experience. Yeah. And yeah. then we go to Tao downtown, and of course, like I'm a manager for the company, and people are like, "Oh, right this way, like Velvet Rope, but like, come on, drink tickets," and everyone's like saying my name, and like I literally like short circuited, and so I like went in the corner. I had one drink. I wasn't drunk. I went in the corner and I sat in a couch and I literally like passed out, <laughs> and. I, like I woke up to people being like, "Listen, we know you work for the company, but you gotta go." And I looked around, and the fucking lights were on. Like the club, I had slept through the entire night on a couch in the corner of the club, and I was like, I was just trying to figure out like what happened. Yeah. And I, what I realized is that the adrenaline got me so bad that I literally like short circuited. Wait, so you got the itis, kind of? Yeah, yeah. that sounds like so. The itis. <laughs> so the one thing that I like I worked on for a long time is like, is is how to process that amount of adrenaline and stress and excitement yeah so one so it's funny that you asked me about that so one thing i do is i say the serenity prayer right before i go on stage cool i'm a big believer in that and then also there's a song so this is another like quick story there's a (laughs) there's a website that used that was called the last psychiatrist okay it was an anonymous guy and he was like writing about pop culture and psychiatry and all these like different things and he would like write about like being an artist and like (laughs) he actually wrote a lot about comedians too and you can still find the website even though it hasn't been like updated in like five years. But there's all these like little like uh, blog posts. And on one of them, he did a thing about like artists and like self-sabotage and like how, how do you set yourself up for success. Yeah. And he kind of makes um, a reference to a song. And the song is Jethro Tull. And it's called Reasons for Waiting. Yeah, and oh, I, I, know I don't. I don't know. I don't listen to Jethro Tull. I didn't know anything about them. I so like I looked, Jethro Tull. I looked it up, and so the song is about <laughs> no, but so the song is about people making excuses to wait instead of acting. Yeah, yes. and as an artist, we have to leap. We have to take action even when we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Sure. So that song reminds me that sometimes I have to go into something when I don't know what's going to happen. It's gonna. It's gonna be stressful, and there's a chance that it could blow up in my face, but. I, I can't wait. I have to I have to dive in. So that's become my little like yeah, I, my I little like you, ritual that I do. I think you generally learn from being impulsive. I think it's a good thing to be impulsive if or you're, out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. That's well, when I mean, you learn the most. We were yeah. when, we were yeah, saying when you don't think when you impulsive, improv, don't think or when you put yourself out of your your comfort zone really is um it's like being lazy. It's like it feels good short term or whatever, or it feels like the right thing to do, yeah. but you don't grow at all as a person, just in general. I feel like yeah. whenever you feel uncomfortable, not that you don't want to do something because someone's pressuring you, that's different, but I mean, yeah. uncomfortable, like I'm not sure if I'll be do the thing that yeah. whatever you're yeah. about to question because it's going to make you a better, like just a more interesting person for sure absolutely yeah well i mean one thing that's been on my mind lately is like i want to start doing like 30 minutes of stand-up and the only way to do that is to get on stage when you've never done 30 minutes before and and, just do it and do 30 minutes and so like tomorrow i'm at this will i mean this will be released afterwards but i'm going to be at yonkers and like last time i was at yonkers comic club i did 25 okay which is the longest i had done they give you 25 minutes 20 to 25 yeah they only book like four comics which is amazing oh yeah so at the very least you get to do 20 minutes in the city we, we usually get Seven sometimes. Well, really? seven's like a guess, but ten's like a spot. Yeah. Five, I mean, 15. fifteen if you're at the cellar. Yeah. Well, fifteen but, um, sometimes too. Yeah, and it's a whole different thing. To, the pacing is different. The feeling, you know, you, the rhythm is different. Oh, doing yeah. a half an hour. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's 
it, it, it is. You gotta like. You have to just take a so leap. Tomorrow, you think you're gonna do a half hour? Um, probably either twenty or twenty. If they minutes. give it to you, yeah, you'll I'll, take it if they give it to you. Yeah, but I will not short circuit because I will. <laughs> I will listen to Jethro Tull before I go on stage. There you go. You know your formula. That's how you get yeah. riled up. I think I, I'm becoming more interested in like. Um, like ritual and like how do you get ready for like performance it's like well, i think bands do that too they do like they all huddle up and they do like a prayer or they yeah. sing or something well, even like like, like someone like like basketball players like they have to be at peak performance at 10 o'clock at night well that's interesting you say that because there there's a book called the uh, 10 minute something where basically you you categorize all your highlights your highlight reel, and then you do it before you actually perform. You visualize it all. You visualize it all, and then that's how you basically do it every fucking night. Yeah, and mm, uh, and like yeah. so, you have to you have to be peaking at a time when other people are unwinding. Yeah, and the hard thing for like young artists, especially that we have to have other jobs, we have to do other stuff, is we can wear ourselves out with the regular stuff. Yeah, and then we don't give the art the energy it that's, deserves. That's exactly the problem with my life right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I spend too much time at work, but I have to. Yeah, you have to. And and and, but, and so, energy. Yeah. But no, the thing is, but it, the thing it, is, I, like, well, I, I need it, to make it, a living. But know? it bottles up for a reason because I mean, you have something that's so unrelated to you, what you want to do, but yeah. you're actually thinking about it and learning yeah. it while you're not actually doing it. True. That's like I I, I run uh-huh. and say I'm like in the middle of a poster or whatever. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I'm like almost done, but if I run. I'll know how to finish it. For oh, some fucking weird oh, reason. I hear you though. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's like walking away from something. Yeah, I mean that all the time. It's all the time. Like, like it's if some a jo- like weird form of meditation. Even if yeah. you meditate or something yeah. like exercise. Well, that's that you. Shit. I mean, like I said this off off mic that you you Diego, you remind me of a young Jack White. That's and awesome. Jack White. <laughs> no, I, I, Jack White is one of my artistic heroes, and he was yeah. he used to do like reupholster furniture when he was yeah. first starting out. But always an artist. Like he had like his business cards had like the yeah. red and white and yellow and like Fuck no yeah. red white and, and black and always. He, and he every, had like, every white stripes album. His van and, and he like he he created this whole yeah, he's like, brilliant, world. Man. I, I love that, that. as a guitar player. It's, it's pretty. Cool he's when pretty you, great. When you mentioned that, it reminded me. You ever see the documentary about Rodriguez? Mm, no. Oh, the South African. Yes. Yeah. So searching I, for sugar man. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. see it, but I have some good friends Please. that are South African, and they're like. So into that guy. Dude, he's the man. So he was never discovered in America till like fucking whatever, like 30 or 40 years later. So basically his formula to making, being creative or anything, he would work these hard manual labor jobs. And that's basically how he could write. Yeah. And I think it's good for any creative person just to get out of that zone and then come back to it and yes. it all comes out better a lot of guys You're 100% are 100 right a, a lot of guys are because i'm because as someone who i'm i just turned 40 and i'm like beginning my comedy career so i always look to the people who are had like sort of non-traditional paths yeah so there's a philosopher that i really like his name is eric hoffer okay and he was german guy he worked the docks in san francisco and he never stopped working on the docks even when he was writing books and like yeah. he, he was on tv discussing his ideas and he kind of he kind of uh, predicted. Um, he came up the last couple of years because um, he wrote a book about like sort of mass movements yeah. and how they sort of take on a life of their own. And it was kind of his ideas kind of um, predated like terrorism. Like, what are these young guys <laughs> get <laughs> caught up in these you know the in doing these crazy things? Yeah, it's not because you know it's it's. I don't want. I mean, I'm not going to go over his philosophy, but like he basically just from his reading and his studying. He sort of philosophized on on you know what makes like the Nazis and like Islamic terrorists and like there's a lot of similarities in those mass movements where people 
seemingly have lost their minds, but really there is a like sort of a logical explanation to what they do. But yeah. the guy literally never stopped working on the docks. No, I mean, that's good. I mean, whatever yeah. you do, you just have to keep doing it. Or someone like Nick, sure. Nikola Tesla was a terrible businessman and had to go back to like digging ditches even after he had like discovered a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, he died yeah. in the in, in what hotel? New Yorker. Right in by, New Yorker right where they MSG. let him stay, but he was broke. Dead broke. Yeah. Dead yeah. broke when he died. Yeah. yeah. Where, meanwhile, Thomas Edison was not nearly the genius that he was, but he was a very shrewd businessman Yeah, and got all these patents. So Nikola Tesla would never patent any of his stuff. So people yeah. would just make money off of his work. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's something to be said, and I and again, like with with what we're doing, the world we live in, the technology we have now, I th- I feel like we lose sense of like the tangible world. So anytime that you can have like a reconnection with the tangible, like literally doing stuff with your hands, I think it helps you as an artist. Yes, most like because it's so separate, like Diego said, like it's it's it, it's the a separate set of thoughts and motions and brain activity, and then you could go. <laughs> I mean, am no, I right? I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at the, the <laughs> thought that I just had. Like, I, I love Ryan Gosling, and Ryan Gosling said, what, what, said one of the. What do you love about Ryan? How did this go to Gosling? So because <laughs> he I went he, quick you to have Gosling. a man crush. I, he I is do. he is my man crush. Uh, is he, he really? He's, he's your he's your number one. Uh, him and Bale. Though Bale Who? is like eight. Christian Bale. Christian Bale he's is eight, your number one. Christian Bale is aging badly though. He's got like the, his eyes yeah. are all wrinkly now. What are you now. talking about? So now it's Gosling. Um, a younger Christian Bale. What's your favorite Gosling movie? Yeah. Um, I love Drive. Drive's good. Um, what's the Drive other? I loved... Um, you fuck with Place Beyond the Pines? Uh, until He Dies. Yeah, he's only in like half. And then, they, and then there's at least Ray Liotta's in it, and then they fucking put Ray Liotta in jail, and I'm like, I, I have like, no interest um, in seeing this movie anymore. Blue Valentine's really good. I, good. I haven't seen that yet. Same That's director. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Super depressing. If yeah. you're in a relationship, don't watch that movie. Because <laughs> um, you will break up. So Ryan Gosling <laughs> made me laugh because like in a GQ interview, he said, yeah. he goes, the reason everybody in Hollywood is unhappy is because like they have like a meeting and then they go to lunch and then they get their nails. It's like no one's yeah. doing anything. He goes, if everybody in Hollywood just had a pile of rocks in their backyard and every day just moved the pile of rocks from one side of the yard to the other side of the yard, yeah. everybody would be happy. I'm like, that's a genius observation. Because it's true. Like, literally, the act, the physical act of being able to do something yeah. and then look at your work and say, oh, I moved the rocks from here to here yeah. makes you feel better. <laughs> and as artists, like, I, I think it's, it sounds pretty. Uh purposeless a little bit though no, i get the analogy no, no, no. I, I get what he's saying it's purposeless because now we don't have to do anything now you can no pay, i know especially I, yeah. in new york city you can pay somebody to wipe your ass no, and you that can't. i mean it's not a you could do that i mean i'm looking for it there's got to be it's there's got to be a site mm. um well yeah fiverr and so going bucks. back to beetlejuice michael keaton fiverr one michael keaton kind of left hollywood and went to montana i think and he has like a ranch so my, michael keaton's definitely one of those guys who's like you could see like a, a real strong guy making shit. I bet he's got. I bet he's got a wood shop in his garage. Yeah, he looks like one of those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of drifted away from Beetlejuice, but not because we don't like it. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, Diego's so polite. He wrote on loose leaf paper, "Dude, I got a pee." And then what do you say? <laughs> Can we pause? Can we pause? Uh, me and Peter will just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and pee, bro. Um, um, I feel Alex, like Joe Rogan because people Alex, always yeah, leave, leave to well, pee he does during four hours. Well, Rogan's got the bladder of like a horse. He goes three hours without peeing. All what's the time. your uh, Alex? What's your experience with Michael Keaton and or Tim Burton? Well, uh, Michael Keaton, I've seen um, this movie now, which is probably my favorite performance of his. Uh, I obviously Birdman was huge. Yeah. I loved Birdman. I, I I think Michael Keaton's great. I think he's hilarious too. At yeah. the same time. 
Uh, and then Tim Burton. Tim Burton, uh, don't... I'm not like a, a you know how there's like Tim Burton heads like just like yeah. like super fans not a not one of those guys but I I would say I gen, generally like Tim Burton's movies yeah yeah I mean like I like the aesthetic I I just like I like people that go for different shit and like I know that now he's become someone who's been copied but I mean he's an original artist you got to yeah. give that to yeah. him I mean he's very um you know he's not copying anyone. I just, Which yeah, is, I maybe respect I just, that. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just not. And in, Beetlejuice, into this movie is a fucking masterpiece. No. So in terms of Tim Burton, in the context of this episode, I mean, there's, I, I, you got to give him all the credit in the world. I think if he only ever made this movie, we'd still be talking about this movie. We are still talking. No, about I'm, this I'm just movie. saying, like this movie is was such a like it was such a. It still is. Beetlejuice yeah. is, is 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 a big enough reference that I, without seeing it, have known what it is since I was like seven years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. This no, is a huge movie. Keaton is funny because he's, I mean, he's clearly a comedian, but he doesn't have to be a comedian. He did a movie a couple years ago called The Founder, which is oh, about the- Oh, that's a Mc, fucking great yeah, movie. Yeah, it's about McDonald's and how the McDonald's- Oh, bars, I heard, I've never seen it, but I heard about so this he play, Ray, Ray Kurzweil. He, well, he right? plays Ray Kroc. Oh, yeah. oh, Ray Kroc. Who's so, Ray? Oh, sorry. That's, Ray like Kurzweil is like a futurist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ray Kroc is the guy who basically bought- uh, the McDonald's brand so crazy. from the McDonald's for a million brothers. dollars, but right? The movie is about how so what a bad guy Ray Kroc is and how innocent the McDonald's um, brothers were. But I'm like watching the movie, and I'm like, no, they're idiots. Like he, like Ray Kroc is what made McDonald's. Like, well, that's a good example of you. Like you root for the antagonist. Like it's just a good example. Yeah, because he would. The awesome. only reason, the reason people are like, oh my god, that's not fair. That guy made so much money. Well, the oh reason god. that he made so much money is because Ray Kroc did all the stuff that the McDonald's brothers didn't want to do. They well, were, he repeats over and over that it's all about persistence, and that's like the genuine trait of a businessman in or general. a Nazi. Or yeah. a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> you, say that, you say that like it's a bad persistence. thing. Persistence. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. he even says it in the mirror at the end. Like I don't know, he's so good that's, in that that's, movie. That's that's yeah. creepy it's, in real life. Great in acting. Oh you know hell yeah. I mean? yeah, hell yeah. I think. Um, I mean, every lawyer looks at themselves in the mirror before they have. You, you know, think so? Yeah, that's how. How do you know that? I don't know. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's you my, know a lot of lawyers. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah every every movie lawyer. I just started looking so myself in the mirror and be like, "You're funny. You have a great podcast. Your people like you." You like, have that Tim Roth moment on Reservoir Dogs before yeah. you leave the house. Yeah, just pump yourself up. Yeah, I think and, you do do that. Not really. <laughs> Maybe not in the mirror, but I have like, my, I have my, you're definitely a self talker. You talk to yourself. I, uh, yeah, hundred p, dude. I do that. But I feel like all hundred p. Yeah, hundred p. Yeah. I think a lot of Italians do that because I do that a little. You're bit. full Italian, Peter. We yeah. all are. Yeah. But yeah, you are well, too. I know you're like Venezuelan, right? My mom was born in Venezuela. Oh, okay. But she's not Venezuelan. I was trying to figure it out because your last name is Peshera. Peshera. And it's, I thought it was like South American or something. See, my yeah. mom was born in South America, uh, but they, my, my grandparents were from Italy and they can see, they, you know, they, my mom was, they moved when my mom was, my nonna was pregnant with my mom. So okay. she's Italian, but I guess technically Venezuelan because she was born there. Yeah. She's a citizen. Because she was yeah. born there, but um, but yeah, I did a twenty three and me, and turns out I'm eight percent Jewish, eight percent Ashkenazi Jew, seventy eight percent Italian, and then twelve percent North African. I gotta do that. Yeah, I, I know I'm like five percent Polish and I'm half half. I'm half yeah, I was gonna say I, you're one of those people, man. It's hard to tell it's hard what to tell you, you are. Everyone thinks I'm like Puerto Rican or Mexican. No, no, you're. I've not. always got that my whole life. 
Puerto yeah. Rican? Really? Yeah, I got that when I was like in high school. I guess because yeah. of the skin tone, but your hair is so not Puerto Rican. Yeah, it's either Jewish or yeah. South American. So yeah. what are you? Let me hear it. I'm Brazilian and Peruvian. That makes oh, nice. sense. Yeah. yeah, Brazilian definitely makes sense. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, It's once you hear it, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I thought about doing 23andMe, but then I decided just to look at my parents. I'm like, okay, that's what I am. <laughs> well, Italians were getting, dude, the Romans, they got raped and pillaged, man. You, oh, dude, you have some other stuff Both in my you. parents are Sicilian, but like my mom is blonde hair with green eyes and my dad looks like he's north african so <laughs> so there's a mix of stuff in there but it's i mean I, that's enough for me i don't need to know any, anything beyond that they tried yeah. they tried to figure out where my last name came from and no one could figure it out but don't you have to pay like a hundred dollars to do my that mom shit? got it for us for christmas me oh. was like a- <laughs> stocking stuffer yeah, it was a good set of Rosetta Stone. You just get twenty three. Yeah, but yeah, you spit in a tube, you send it in, you get it like two months later. It's like one hundred fifty bucks, I think. Nice. Yeah, but uh, it was it was worth it, I think. Um, yeah, it was cool to find out I was I was a Jew. I like I always suspected it. My one of my jokes is about it. You and, found uh, the signs early in life. I just like the face. I'm just very Jewy looking. Yeah. I just am. Everyone always thinks I'm Jewish, like including Sephardic. the people, including the no, I'm Ashkenazi, oh, which right. is the other Jew. Oh, yeah. um, I uh, uh, get stopped. I used to work Those in Times. Kids on the upper. Are you I Jewish? Used to, I used to work in Times Square and uh, in an office in Times Square. And on my way out of the subway, almost every day, I would get stopped by a Hasidic Jew who would have the 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 Torah, yeah. and they and if you look Jewish, they just come up to you and they go, "Are you Jewish?" and this happened to me every day. So yeah. impulsively, I would say no because you know I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school, yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah. no, no. But it happened so many times that I um, wanted to go down the rabbit hole one day, and I was like, "What's going to happen if I say yes?" So I said yes, and they like wrap this shit around you, like these like flowers and shit, and then they they pray with you, and you you just repeat after them, and it's basically like I asked him, I was like, "Why do you do this?" And he's like. It's my mitzvah for the day, so they have to do a mitzvah. They're not trying to make me Jewish. They yeah. they want to find Jews and pray with them. Oh, it's okay. kind of nice actually, but it's it's a little like if you're not. It, it's just that that's how I realized I, I looked Jewy. Is that it like a Jewish day. icebreaker? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I mean these guys were full hasi. They like, thought your beanie was a yarmulke. They I hide them under they're my like, beanie. That's kind of big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, uh, but yeah, I think it's a, a 23 me definitely, definitely worth it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we, we, we did it here today. Right? Um, yeah, we slowing did. down maybe because of the weed, but, yeah, but I think and, we had a fun and my, time. And my head cold. Yeah. Yeah. Head cold. Yeah. I'm like this sign, this spring is killing me. Oh, the yeah, rain. Do you have allergies? allergies that shit? Oh, I thought I was over it and it's back in a big way. Damn. Like I feel like I'm underwater right now. So you now. probably wake up like shit every morning. I feel like I'm I'm I need a bio exorcist. Like <laughs> yeah, I feel like I woke up from drowning in a river and now. Should I'm, we uh, end with a little clip from the from Beetlejuice, the introduction of Beetlejuice? Sure, I but let, um, I, I want to ask though, what is both you guys your favorite scene in the movie? I was gonna say it might be this one that I was about to pull up. Okay. Uh, oh, oh no, you know what? It's definitely this one, the Deo scene. Yeah, that, I mean, that's when like, they, they 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 basically. Well, do you want to? Well, I was. Gonna, I actually it's funny because I was going to bring up the music. So Danny Elfman did the did the score, and he did a lot of Tim Burton movies. He did the Simpsons um, theme yes, song. Yes, yeah. Um, and he did the Batman theme song and the Tim Burton Batman. He's done a lot of that stuff. And so Does he, he still do scores? 
Oh yeah, he's big. He's big. What does he do nowadays? Um, well, he was in a band in the eighties called Oingo Boingo, and they were actually <laughs> I've heard of they that. were actually yeah. in the movie Weird Science. Yeah. Um, the band was actually performs at that's a that's a real great eighties thing where like the there's a party and there's a band performing. Yeah, it's yeah, a way yeah, to like yeah. it's a way to put music into a movie. Um, Fuck yeah. I gotta look up what uh, Danny Elfman. But then the, the you banana, don't have to look that the up. banana boat song <laughs> is um, is Harry Belafonte, and that plays big. There's another thing too, like that comes out of nowhere. The fact it comes that, out of nowhere. That's why it, it made me laugh out loud. Really. I think it works so perfectly with the score. You yeah, know? it does. It's just so perfect with it. You have to. It's just to, for anyone that hasn't seen it or or just saw it a while ago. They they figure out how to like possess the family, the ghosts. So like Alec Baldwin and and his wife, and they uh they're the all, the rich cunts are sitting at like the dinner table, and all of a sudden the the Deo banana boat song just starts playing. And they are manipulating all the they're basically possessing the bodies of the rich people and they're acting out like like basically dance moves to this song perfectly. Like No, it's, like, it's so great. It's I, perfectly I, done. Like, I read about it and basically they were gonna do Tim Burton wanted to do another song, but it was because of Catherine O'Hara and Jeffrey Jones, they suggested And they, they nail it. They nailed it. She particularly they, and it, nails it backfires yeah. because instead of scaring them away, they're so excited by this that they want like they want to stay. Right. Yeah. But it's a great scene. But that one's very visual. So my favorite I wouldn't play that right my now. My favorite my two favorite moments <laughs> It'd be an outro song. Yeah. My two favorite mm-hmm. moments in the mo- in the movie are and I don't rem- I don't they might be like pretty close together, but when when they uh when Beetlejuice uh, is about to go into the whorehouse Yes, yeah. like he's Dante's so, Inferno. He's so oh, yeah. funny, and he's dancing, and he's yeah. just like so like fr- like ridiculous. And then the the wedding scene, yeah, when he's trying to uh, marry yeah. Winona Ryder, that's right and here. he's doing whatever he can. It's it's he. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. That's like Keaton at his best. It's awesome because when I saw it the first time, I was so young. I. I didn't know what a titty bar was yeah. until I saw that fucking movie. It's, just, it's a bad place. <laughs> and it, it's funny because it, they make it look like a bad place in the movie. No, nah, it's cool. It's like red and it's yeah. it's the devil's It's there. a lot of red and a lot of green light in that movie, too. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. The, yeah. the lighting is very It's cool when you YouTube Beetlejuice. You either get Stern clips or... or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Beetle. it's also like, is it on Broadway too? There's a Beetlejuice yeah. musical? Which, yeah, but the uh, only thing that's coming up is Stern and, and the movie. Did I'm you not, guys ever see the animated series that came out? Uh, it went for a while. It was pretty good. I might have heard about it. I don't remember. It's pretty good. I don't remember. Um, Let's see. What is this? This is Be- Meet Beetlejuice? It's show- when they no, meet it's got to be It's Showtime. Is that one or the wedding scene? That's, that's the... What is it? Showtime. That's the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's. This is when they meet him. What are you looking for? Yeah. What are you looking for? I I don't know. I was a (laughs) a good Beetlejuice clip to end on. Like 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 that 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 uh, captures his character. Definitely meet Beetlejuice. Probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, there's probably a lot of riffing in this scene. Let's see. Oh, let me see what's going on here. Yeah, I just want to be able to hear. So loud. Yeah, I hear the headphones. <laughs> it immediately goes and kisses her. <laughs> he means business.
so aggressive. Who <laughs> <laughs> had to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> <He's just, he's... laughs> <laughs> Save that guy for later. <laughs> oh, I love this. So good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first jerk off motions, probably of all time. Just a throwaway jerk off, too. Yeah. That on very subtle on the TV version. They don't show the jerk off thing. Ah. That's another one. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh hell yeah. I love how horny Beetlejuice is. <laughs> he's so, oh yeah, he's so horny. He gets nothing. All he gets is the titty bar. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wait, this is the best. <laughs> I just spent. I I love that he's so desperate for friendship and affection. Oh yeah, like he's so he's so needy for a friend. He's like, let me let me kill those people for you, yeah. please. The yeah. desperate salesman. Yeah, he's so needy. It was like a Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice fucking model. <laughs> and, and and he grabs his dick at the end. That is the the introduction to Beetlejuice. That's that's what you see. An the, all-time great character introduction. And that's the first time you see him in the You film. know what's crazy? He's like the lead guy in the movie. He's only in 15 minutes yeah. of the fucking movie. That was something I, I made a note of as I was watching. I was like, yeah. they're really impactful, the 15 minutes he's no, in. No, he steals the show. But yeah. I mean, all the other characters really hold it up. That's too. true, too. It's the the movie's good on in its own right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, Diego, what uh, other than, than your Instagram, I mean, and we'll plug it again, but do you have any other way of plugging anything that you got going on or any way that people could reach you to get, cause Diego makes, makes great artwork folks for events, for fucking podcasts, for fucking anything that, yeah. you know, you're promoting. So, um, yeah, just follow me on that Instagram. 
good luck finding it. But well, uh, I was gonna <laughs> say, do you ever think about changing the 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 handle so that it's more easy to find? I, I mean, we'll, we'll put it in the description. Okay, of course. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably. But do that nobody eventually. reads the description. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you could email me. Well, it's the same yeah, we'll, name at, we'll tag um, you in our post too. Yeah, and, it's all there and all that shit for sure. So yeah, Instagram and uh, do you have like. Um, uh, you don't have a website, but yeah, you, I do. It's oh, uh, you do. Okay, uh, Diego Pimentel Design dot com, and that's great. And Pimentel, how you, how do you spell again? It's P I M E N T E L. All right, and uh, Peter, what do you got going on? Uh, June eighth, uh, June seventh and eighth, I'll be emceeing at uh, Wisecrackers in Wilkesbury, opening for Aaron Burke. Nice. Hell yeah. I have some other like bar shows around June, but I don't have the details yet. People Birds are like, hey, Yeah, I'm going to um, be at the Creek in the Cave June 18th at 10 p.m. on Jared Waters' show. I'm going to be uh, at, uh, oh, I got Aggressively Chill, my co- my uh, monthly comedy show that I produce with Dean David, um, June 25th. Um, more details on that to come later. And yeah, I mean, I, I have some other shit and I can't remember what, whatever. We'll get them next time. Yeah. So this is coming out um, Tuesday, just so you know. Cool. All right. This has All been right. another episode of Kill You Last. Guys, I think this was a good one. Bye.